to the Lady Preacher Podcast, a podcast for the progressive Christian, where we talk about an all-loving God, an embodied Christ, and an ever-moving spirit. Dive right in as we wrestle with what it means to live out our faith in the world. Good morning, everyone. I invite you to listen to some scripture. We're going to read two scriptures this morning. The first is from the book of Acts, chapter 17, verses 22 through 31. And the second is from the gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 15 through 21. And we'll start with Acts. Paul stood up in the middle of the council on Mars Hill and said, People of Athens, I see that you are very religious in every way. As I was walking through town and carefully observing your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, To an unknown God. What you worship as unknown, I now proclaim to you. God who made the world and everything in it is Lord of heaven and earth. He doesn't live in temples made with human hands, nor is God served by human hands as though God needed something. Since God is the one who gives life, breath, and everything else. From one person, God created every human nation to live on the whole earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their lands. God made the nations so they would seek him, perhaps even reach out to him and find him. In fact, God isn't far away from any of us. In God, we live, move, and have our being. As some of your own poets said, we are God's offspring. Therefore, as God's offspring, we have no need to imagine that the divine being is like a gold, silver, or stone image made by human skill and thought. God overlooks ignorance of these things in times past, but now directs everyone everywhere to change their hearts and lives. This is because God has set a day when God intends to judge the world justly by a man he has appointed. God has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. And here now from the gospel of John chapter 14, Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. I will ask God and God will send another companion who will be with you forever. This companion is the spirit of truth whom the world can't receive because it neither sees him nor recognizes him. You know him because he lives with you and will be with you. I won't leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live too. On that day, you will know that I am in God. You are in me. And I am in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them loves me. Whoever loves me will be loved by God. And I will love them and reveal myself to them. Here ends today's reading. I invite you to pray with me. Gracious and holy God, may we feel you as our companion. Our everlasting peace and the spirit among us and within us. May we hear your word today and be filled by it. Open our hearts, open our minds, and fill our well. Amen.
So in our scripture readings this morning, we started off with the story of Paul and he's on trial in this particular scenario. He's on trial in Mars Hill and there was an altar as he looked around and on that altar, it was inscribed the words to an unknown God. And so Paul says to these people, if what you worship is unknown, this is what I know. The God who made the world and all that is in it does not live in shrines made by human hands. God is not confined to walls. God is not confined to borders or boundaries, but God is on your very breath. With each inhale and with each exhale, God is there. And as we search for God, the way Paul describes it, it makes me of thinking of when you're in the room and the lights are off and you're trying to find the light switch and you're kind of banging on the wall, trying to find where that light switch is. And eventually you find it. What Paul is saying is that when you find yourself doing that in a spiritual way, that God is already there. That as we search and bang around trying to find where God is, God is there already that we don't need to search, that God is simply there. As Paul said, he says, indeed, God is not far from each of us. But again, on your very breath, with every inhale, you breathe God in. And with every exhale, you share God with the world. That's how near God is to each and every one of us. We are all God's children, Paul tells us. We are from God and we live in God and in God, we live and move and have our being. And it may feel like we are alone feeling around in the dark, but God's light is already there within our hearts that we don't need to find that light switch that God's light is there already. And then when Jesus is telling his disciples from the gospel of John that he would soon no longer be with them. He said, I may not be physically here with you, but you will see me. You will see me because I live. You also will live because I am in God and you are in me and I in you. I know I sound like a broken record when I talk about this because I talk about it all the time, but it's that promise of Christ that he lives in us and we live in him. And that's how we experience God. That's how we experience Jesus in the ways that we serve one another and walk with one another and the ways that we see Christ in one another. And I know it's not easy. I've had a few conversations this week about how there are times that we really struggle to see Christ in other folks. And sometimes we struggle to see Christ in ourselves, but his promise is that it's there even when we cannot see it and even when it's hard. And Jesus promises the disciples that in the midst of their fear and their doubt and their anxiety, that they will have a companion, that they will not be alone, that even though he is not physically there, they will not be alone. They don't have to walk this journey by themselves. They will have the spirit with them. He tells them just because we're not physically together does not mean you have to go through this by yourself. The Holy Spirit is that aspect of God that moves within us and moves around us and among us and is our constant companion. We don't often talk about the Holy Spirit. It's often the most misunderstood aspect of the Trinity because it's easy to understand God, this mother, this father, this creator, this protector. 
we have a fairly clear understanding of who God is. And then we have a fairly clear understanding of who Jesus was. He's the man that walked the earth, who died on the cross, who taught us how to love our neighbor. But then what about the Holy Spirit? We often reserve talking about the Holy Spirit to Pentecost when the disciples and all these other followers of Jesus are standing around and the tongues of fire fall on each of them. But other than that, what is this Holy Spirit? How do we experience it? How do we feel it? And for me, it's the essence of God that stirs me, that nudges me in a particular moment, in a moment where maybe I'm feeling down or maybe I'm feeling angry. And then I get like a little whisper in my ear or a little nudge to do something kind for myself or for someone else. That's what I see as the Holy Spirit, the Holy Nudger, the thing that pushes you just a little bit and tells you it's going to be okay or tells you to do something kind for yourself or for someone else. That is the Holy Spirit. And so my question for all of you is how do you experience the Spirit? Where is the Spirit alive among you and around you? Where do you see the Holy Spirit active in your midst, in our world? I reference this all the time, but I always think of Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, when he talked about how his mother told him to look for the helpers when he got overwhelmed by the news. And for me, that's the Holy Spirit. In those moments where you're looking, that's where it is. When I was in college and in graduate school, many of you know that I studied dance. And there was an activity that we would often do as a warm-up, which was in this big studio, the teacher would instruct us all to just walk around. You weren't supposed to walk in a circle, just walk all over the place, walk backwards, walk forwards, walk sideways, in and among and around each other. And they would instruct you, okay, your speed, if you're walking normal, is a five. And so if you're walking a five, now walk at a 10 or walk at a two. So you're adjusting your speed this whole time. And often when you got up to nine or 10, you're running around all over the place and you could start bumping into other people. And I had a professor once who noticed this happening a lot when we were in a particularly small studio. And she said, the way to avoid bumping into other people is to look for the space in between. Look for the space in between and that's where you go. And that's what reminds me of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is that space in between. That if we look for that space in between, we won't keep bumping into each other, but we'll remember that we're all connected. And that there's this space in between each and every one of us that if we find it, we'll find the way through. We won't keep nudging each other and hitting each other, but we'll find that holy and sacred space where we each have our own path. And so I I encourage you to look for those spaces in your lives. Look for the spaces in between each of us and trust in the good news of the gospel of these words from Jesus that even if you don't have an answer to the question of where is the spirit among you, that even if your answer to that is, I don't know, or I'm not sure, or even I don't think I really feel the Holy Spirit right now. We can trust and have faith in Jesus' promise that we are loved and we are seen by God and that we are not alone. That even when we doubt, even when we have a hard time seeing the Holy Spirit or seeing Christ in our midst, it's okay. It's okay to not be certain because certainty is not faith. Certainty is not the same thing as faith because certainty is like knowing two plus two equals four. But faith is not knowing for certain the answer, but trusting that it's true. 
It's like in Paul's letter to the Hebrews, he writes, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And so like with those empty spaces, oftentimes we can't see where God is in our midst, but we can trust that God is there. There's a a woman whose name is Rachel Held Evans. Um, She passed away about a year ago. And she wrote the book that we were using for our Bible study before all of this happened called Inspired. And she started every one of her sermons with the phrase, on the days I believe this, on the days I believe this. And I love the honesty and the humility behind that phrase, but also the faith that that requires on the days that I believe this, because there are always going to be days that we doubt and that we don't trust a hundred percent, but on the days that we do believe this, we can trust in God's promise. Many of you know, I, I recently started a podcast and in each of the interviews I've been doing, I always ask the question, what do you know for sure? What do you know for sure? And it's honestly a question that's inspired by Oprah. Every one of Oprah's interviews, you'll hear, what do you know to be true? And what do you know for sure? And so today I I want to end my sermon with those words from Rachel Held Evans and with that question that's really Oprah's question of what do I know for sure? So what do I know for sure is that on the days that I believe this, I know for sure God is love and that no one is excluded from that love. I know that God is with us always, within us and among us and around us. I know for sure that the ways we experience God's love is by serving one another. Because as Christ said in today's scriptures, they who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me and will feel my love and thus will feel God's love. And Jesus' commandment is to love and serve one another. And so when we do that, I know for sure that we will see God. And I know for sure that the way we love God and love our neighbor and love ourselves is both the greatest commandment, but also sometimes the most difficult and also the most sacred. But it's also how we know that we're not alone in the ways that we love and serve one another, the ways that we love God and love our neighbor and love ourselves. And so in this time of physical distancing, we are not far from God. May you hear Paul's words and the promise of Christ that we are not far from God and that we are not far from one another, that we are close at heart and that the spirit is what fills that space in between and connects us all. And so as Paul said, God does not live in shrines made by human hands. God is not far from each of us for in God, we live and move and have our being. Amen. My friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so grateful for you. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. The Lady Preacher podcast is part of a nonprofit called Dancing Pastor Ministries. And you can find us online at dancingpastor.org or join the community by finding us on Facebook at Dancing Pastor Ministries. If you would like to be a part of supporting this podcast, there are many ways you can do that without giving monetarily. You can share our posts on social media, send an episode to a friend, or just leave a review. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so at dancingpastor.org slash give. My friend, you are a gift. Thank you for being here and God bless.